0: Welcome to the Mentally Stronger podcast, the podcast where with every episode, we're learning practical ways to let go of stress and struggles, grow our mental strength and live a happier, healthier, more meaningful life. I'm your host, Millie O'Brien, co-founder of Mindfulness.com and creator of the Deep Resilience Method. I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Let's dive in to today's episode. everyone thanks for tuning in i hope you're well wherever you are tuning in from it is a beautiful sunny autumn morning here in the hills of mullumbimby new south wales australia and i know that on a morning like this there is a strange phenomenon that can happen i'm really hoping it doesn't happen while i'm doing this podcast but A rather large goanna has moved into my roof and uh, once it gets sunny like this, once the sun hits the roof, the goanna usually gets pretty active and kind of like slides down my very steep A-frame roof, which is both hilarious and also (laughs) really, really bad for podcasting. So hey, if it happens, I think I'm just going to actually leave it in. This episode, rather than editing it out, because I mean, how often do you get to hear a goanna on a roof, right? (laughs) So today I am talking about a subject that is a juicy one. I'm going to talk about how to have difficult conversations well. Now, I want to say this is hard stuff. I personally am still working on this. My friends can always tell what's going on in my life by the themes of my podcasts. (laughs) Uh, So yes, I myself am prepping to have a difficult conversation. So um, this is something that I'm still working on. It's something that I, I, I find challenging, as I'm sure many of you will relate to. But here's the thing. Difficult conversations, although they're not easy and they can be really scary, are very, very important here's why. First of all, actually, let me, let me ask you a question. Have you ever avoided having, you know, one of those chats for a really, really, really long time, whether it was a chat that you kind of needed to have in your relationship or with a family member or at work and you just didn't have it for a really long time. If you've done this, then you probably already have a first-hand experience of how harmful it is to do that both to yourself and to your relationship with other people first of all if you don't have that conversation in a you know kind and clear and direct way with someone then you're usually going to hold resentments you're going to hold grudges and maybe swallow your feelings Uh, And resentments that we fail to address usually turn into blame or anger or even uh, toxic relational patterns like talking behind somebody's back instead of saying it to their face. Passive aggressive behaviors, you know, think of things like, you know, instead of just having the conversation, you, you get sarcastic with them, you make snide remarks, you give them the silent treatment or make different accusations instead of just having that clear direct conversation. And if you don't have that clear, direct conversation, you also might do things like repressing your own needs, not being able to honor your own values, putting up with behaviors you actually really don't like or want. So there are a lot of reasons why having difficult conversations is really, really important and healthy for our lives. Avoiding difficult conversations is the reason that many friendships And relationships often end up falling apart. It's the reason people hold grudges for years, for three years, for 10 years, for 20 years, for a lifetime. It's the reason that people stay in relationships that are actually really bad for them. And it's the reason a lot of the time, or it's one of the things that can help prejudice and harmful behaviors continue, right? Avoiding having the difficult conversation, avoiding calling people on stuff, Right. So being able to talk about these tough topics uh, like feminism and like racism is necessary, not only because it's important to speak your own mind on these issues and be able to adhere to your values and what's true in your heart, but also because it really does make a difference in the world when we have these hard talks on these topics, right? This is how change happens. Having difficult conversations ensures also that you stop being a victim And stand up for yourself, and stand up for what matters, and remain more empowered and authentic and strong in the situations you face in your life. Difficult conversations are healthy. Difficult conversations are a necessity in life. Here's the problem though. Most of us are conflict-averse like me. (laughs) I don't like conflict. We want to avoid the tough talks. It's much more comfortable to avoid the elephant in the room, even if the elephant is standing right on your toes, right? There are many examples in the world, though, where people avoid the hard stuff and then that leads to lots of personal issues, societal issues and global issues. It's hard to handle these conversations, but it's crucial that we do when it's needed, as I've already said. So what I'm going to offer you today is a helpful framework so that you can approach the difficult conversations in your life with intention, with inner strength, with wisdom and effectiveness. So, this framework is based on the work of psychologist, author, and relationship researcher John Gottman, who is brilliant, by the way. <laughs> Highly recommend taking a look at his work. So, he says that in those times when we begin to have a difficult conversation, one of the mistakes that we make is we have this conversation beginning with what he calls a harsh startup, which comes out sounding like a criticism towards the other person or even contempt for them. A harsh startup usually begins with the word you, as in, you never pull your weight around here, or you don't even care about me or you never listen to me or you always talk over the top, right? Starting a conversation like this, the other person is very likely going to feel defensive and things can very quickly escalate into a fight. In fact, Gottman's research found that 96% of the time, if the discussion starts with a harsh startup like that, The outcome of the conversation will end as it began, negative and hostile. So the very beginning of the hard conversation, we want to be very deliberate about it. So the step one of this framework is to start difficult conversations with I statements instead of you statements. This way, you're likely to be less critical. And if possible, what you want to do is you want to start by naming the emotion that you're feeling in the situation. So you're starting most of the time with I feel, okay, instead of you did. Step two, describe what happened very specifically that led you to feeling the way that you feel But you're going to describe it without making any evaluations or judgments about them. So the first two steps combined is going to sound something like this. Instead of saying, you are so lazy, you can say, I feel, that's step one, I feel frustrated because, and here's step two, you said you would do the dishes last night, but you did not. Right? That's very objective. That's the part that's upsetting you. right? Another example, instead of saying you're so bad with money, you could say, I feel concerned because the last three weeks you've spent more than our agreed upon budget. So you're getting the idea here. You're naming the actual thing that's upsetting you very specifically without making a value judgment about somebody, right? It's not you're so lazy. It's you've spent more than our budget that we agreed on. Okay. So step three is to ask for what you need or want to change. Okay. So in this step, it's really important to ask for what you do want the other person to do in positive terms. That is ask for what you want rather than what you don't want. So, for instance, after you say, I feel frustrated because you said you would do the dishes last night, but you didn't, then you can add, this is step three, I would really appreciate it if you could do the dishes today. Or you could just make that simpler and just say, can you do the dishes today? When you say, I feel concerned because the last week you have spent more than our agreed upon budget, right? That's step one and two. Then you can add, would you please stick to our agreed upon budget From now on. So you're asking for what you want. Now, step four is be a good listener, right? You've said your piece. Now be willing to hear the other person's side of the story and listen with a desire to truly understand them. Try to withhold any judgments or aggression and don't interrupt while you're listening to their reply. And see if you can just ask questions to clarify their position or their opinion. And if the other person starts being defensive, judgmental or difficult, see if you can aim not to get drawn into that tailspin of trying to prove who's right. Now, they, they may not say yes to your request, right? If you say, can you do the dishes tonight? And they say, no, <laughs> I don't feel like it or whatever they say. See if you can stay present and curious about what's going on for them and keep your mind solutions focused, right? You want to work both of you towards a mutual understanding and respect for each other and find a win-win solution. This is the goal. Being listened to and truly heard by both sides is the ultimate diffuser of tension and cultivates healthy connections and psychological safety. So of course it goes without saying that as you deliver your message to the other person they're going to also be looking at your body language, they're going to be hearing your tone of voice. So speaking in a caring, a kind and a curious way goes a very very long way to diffusing potential arguments and escalations, you know, just really considering that so much of our communication is really not in our words. So just really aiming to be present, to be calm, you know, to be looking at them, you know, in a way that is not accusatory and and much more open and friendly, right? So as Mother Teresa once said, kind words can be short and easy, but their echoes are endless. So just aiming to have kind words. So to recap the four steps. Speak in I statements and try to name your feelings. I feel. Describe what happened without judgment. Three, ask for what you want from the other person in positive terms, what you do want rather than what you don't. And four, really, truly listen to the other side. So I encourage you to give this four-step process a try this week, at least once. It doesn't have to be with a huge issue either. Try it with little things. The partner who doesn't take the garbage out, the co-worker who talks over the top of you all the time, the acquaintance who makes inappropriate comments about others. Try to use this framework and get comfortable with it until it becomes kind of second nature. So by practicing having these tricky conversations in a healthy and clear and compassionate way, we really do move the needle on our mental strength and our ability to have more harmonious, uplifting and uh, really healthy relationships. So a couple of final notes before I wrap up this episode. A few little extra tips. When you're talking to somebody about a difficult topic, try to focus on just one issue at a time as much as possible. If you've been holding a lot of stuff in, And you use this technique, what you probably don't want to do is go to somebody and tell them the 17 issues you've been bottling up all at once. It's going to be really overwhelming for them. So, really just try to focus on one issue at a time and and digest that one thing together. Try to find a solution. And also, when you go into the talk, remember the value of the relationship, right? Really focus on the relationship between you two. Being a very valuable asset rather than kind of getting what you want, you know, really remember the value of the relationship. And yeah, as a final note here, be focused on a win win solution for both of you, not just getting your way. Really focus on a win win solution for both people. And when you do that, the other person's going to sense it. It's it's about both of you coming to the optimum place. Yeah. Okay. So avoiding hard conversations because of worries about hurt feelings or wanting to avoid difficulty. Down the road, it ends up just causing more problems. So each day that passes causes more detachment for those involved and is a breeding ground for further misunderstanding. So even though this practice might feel uncomfortable for you this week, I really do encourage you to practice these four steps at least once. And my prayer for you is that this brings you more fulfilling relationships, less stress and greater mental strength. If you know someone who you think might benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. Sharing it could really help them to feel better and improve the quality of their life. And if you found this episode helpful, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive more tips on growing your mental strength and you can keep practicing along with us every week. If you are wanting more support in becoming mentally stronger, come over to my website and take a look at all the coaching and training options that I have there for you. And I also have a bunch of free resources, including a five-day mental strength challenge that you can begin right away to kickstart your mental strength, improve your mental well-being as well as your happiness and resilience. You can find all the links for this in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in. Take care and stay strong.